Welcome to the Career Menace Podcast. I am your host, Nisar Ahmed. I'm the founder and editor of the blog CareerMenace.com. And this is episode 36 of the Career Menace Podcast. Today's episode is the first in the series of many in what I call the personal branding series. In this series, I'll be interviewing individuals who have really taken their individual brands to new heights. These are individuals we can all learn from for improving your unique brand. To take your career or business to the next level. Before we begin, just a disclaimer, this interview is PG or R-rated. My guest is a very passionate professional and he lays out things as it is. So I don't want to give too much away. As we go through the interview, you will know. So I just want to keep everyone informed. It is an R-rated interview. So let's begin our episode and today's personal branding expert series episode I'm interviewing Asa Lewu. Uh, Asa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. One of the first things I always ask before we get into knowing something about the individual is always, where are you calling from? I am calling from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, can you tell us something interesting about Oklahoma City that most people would not know unless they have been or lived there? Of course. Um, so it, it right now is the holiday season. And if you are from Oklahoma, we have a jewelry store uh, that has been running the same commercial for over 20 years. And so if you are from Oklahoma, if you just say the first line of that particular jingle, we will all chime in and begin singing it. Something else is that Oklahoma is home to the most historically black towns in all of the United States of America. That is uh, very, very interesting, both the facts. To be honest, I did not know that. I'm sure people are listening to this would not know. So I always like to hear that because it's good to get different perspectives. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that uh, interesting tidbit about Oklahoma City. And what I'd love to do is, as I'm publishing this episode, that, uh, if I can find a, a YouTube video of that particular ad jewelry store to keep in line, keep in theme with the holiday season, I'd like to publish that as a link as well. Because oh, the, sure. That sounds very interesting. Uh, so let's uh, get on with the interview. So I wanted to start off. And if you can help us understand who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story? Sure, of course. So for those of you all who don't know, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> I appreciate it as well. Uh, my name is Asa Laveau. I train and develop aspiring entrepreneurs to create their very first $10,000 in their business. That's what I do. That's what my passion is. That's what a lot of my energy and efforts go towards. That was not always the case. I have found myself to be a part of different organizations, to include the military in the last 15 years, uh, going from enlisted to officer, serving overseas multiple times in Iraq and Afghanistan, working for large companies like SAIC, Northrop Grumman, Honeywell, 
in the logistical capacity. So definitely understand what it is to be in corporate America. I had my first accounting internship called Love's Corporate Office. So I've been inundated with uh, the three C's, uh, the check, coffee, and cubicles. I definitely understand what that life has and not just what it has on a, maybe a negative plane, but also the positive aspects of corporate culture, because I never want to assume or believe that all corporate culture chokes the life out of you. There are a lot of things that really help you. I can remember getting, having that first accounting internship and doing things so utterly wrong. And if it wasn't for those individuals in that office pulling me aside, pulling my proverbial coattail, telling me, Asa, you can't necessarily do that or that's not best practices. You know, you shouldn't come into the parking lot bumping Tupac. Uh, you shouldn't come to the office wearing linen pants and sandals. This is a professional environment. Um, this is not a good place for you to play your music on your computer to where people in different cubicles can hear. So I like the fact that I understood the framework of corporate culture so that I could add to it rather than take away. Very interesting because you've had very unique career path because you have been in the military, in the army, 15 years, as you, I think based on your website, that's, that's amazing. Then you have made a transition to the corporate world and now after building your own brand, you're helping others with their business. So that's a very, very interesting career path. So you have, you've had, compared to a lot of people I've spoken to, you have a very diverse path and experience. Uh, so before I dig into your personal branding, I wanted to ask you this question, uh, Asa. What does personal branding or branding mean to you? Branding to me is the story that is remembered about you once someone comes in contact with you in one platform or another. So either I shake your hand and meet you eye to eye at a networking event, or I see your business card in someone else's drawer, or I am on your Facebook or LinkedIn profile the story that I have about you once having that particular touch point is what branding is to me. Interesting. It's about what story they get from getting in touch with you. So that is an interesting take on branding. Is it fair to say it's about more than just face value? For example, it's about the emotions or the feelings they get from getting in touch with you. Is that, is that a fair statement, Asa? Yes, it is. Is more than face value. I tell entrepreneurs that are just now starting out that your brand is so much more than your logo. And I will tell anyone that's looking for a career that it's so much more than your LinkedIn profile. It's so much more than your second Facebook profile. And I, yes, I'm hip to that as well. <laughs> that there are people that have different Facebook profiles. They even know one individual who spells their first and last name backwards on their Facebook profile for their family and friends, and then they use their government name um, and make that public 
so that recruiters, headhunters, and the sort uh, do a search. Interesting. That's it. You know what? That's I've got an idea right there for myself if I wanted Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, to be honest, uh, with LinkedIn, it's very clear, right? You have a clear distinction. Mm-hmm. It is for professional networking. With Facebook, sometimes that line gets blurry. You have family, yes. friends, and even recruiters. So that's a great idea. I have never thought of that. <laughs> so one thing I I was drawn towards your profile, and I thought you'd be a great guest, Isa, is you have, after interacting with you on Facebook, looking at your website, you have a very authentic brand. And uh, like it, it's, very, it's very real. I mean, uh, if I can use one word, there's no filter. People can really... Uh, read about you and find that you're genuine, you say things as you mean. People get confused with branding, myself included, is when they say brand, it's how you want people to see you. But in your case, you have proven that wrong. You have said, you know what, this is who I am, this is my, this, and I can help you. So can you tell me why you chose that authentic personal branding path? To go back to what you just said, first of all, thank you for that, uh, that feedback. Yes, it is. It is really about how you want people to see you. And the reason why I say that, the reason why is because though I am authentic, though, yes, the quote unquote unfiltered, I've been told that before, but I also choose what to post and what to give out into the ether. So I may be having a really sucky day. I could have come in contact with someone who has me at a very high level of pissosity for one reason or another and choose not to post that. At the same time, I will go in on a Facebook Live and do a whole video about the bullshit of marketing because I want and I desire individuals to have the information that is, will best serve them without any of my ego attached to it. So I do my best to remove the ego or not to operate within it. And so that's, I do see that that may be a difference, but I do definitely construct what is being seen. And because I've done that so well, it does seem fluid, and I believe it is fluid, but I never want anyone to think that that is the totality of who I am or who I be. There is more to Asa Laveau than a happy face. <laughs> there is more to me than I'm getting ready for a podcast interview. There is a lot of other things going on, but I still want people to leave with a certain story about their experience of me. That's an interesting take. Thanks for clarifying that. So in your journey of how you have really grown your business yourself, what has been the benefits of you creating a brand? In your case, you have a personal website, you have written books, you have done speeches. What are the biggest benefits that you've seen by doing all this so far in your life and your your business? The benefits that I have gained from publishing books, from speaking, and things of that nature have been one of completion. So personal goal attainment, definitely. I had those goals before they, be, before they became realized. They really were an idea. And so it does feel great. 
uh, a sense of accomplishment to put in effort and put in work to make something that was literally just an idea come to fruition. Also, I have a little boy. My little boy is 10 years old. I call him my son, my S-O-N as well as my S-U-N. And to be able for him to see me go from having an idea to having an actualized product is something that I believe is making an imprint on him. I do not take that lightly, and I do not think it's for nothing. I know that there will come a time when he will look back on his father's life and say, okay, daddy did this, and because daddy did, I can. That's actually very powerful, and thanks for sharing that. It's always a personal reason that drives your business no matter what career or business, there's always some type of personal reason behind that. And thanks for clarifying and thanks for sharing that personal information there. I wanted to ask a follow-up question. So in your case, I think you epitomize someone who has done branding very well, right? You, as I mentioned, you have written a book, so you've given speeches, uh, you've, take, uh, you've taken your career and others' career to the next level. So someone listening to this, they might think, wow, this is great. I, this is someone I want to emulate. But it seems like a lot of things to do. Where do I get started? So for someone asking you that question, where do I get started if I want to take your path? What would you recommend to them? If you are someone out there and you are looking to add branding to your core and not just to add it to your core, but be very, very intentional about having other people know what the hell your brand is. Because that's the other part. You can have a brand all day that you think is working, and then the rest of us have a totally different idea of what you stand for. The first step for me uh, to give to you is to be clear. Be very clear. Do some self-assessment and self-awareness in what it is you provide. So here's a question that I want you to answer. And it may take moments. You may not be able to do it in this right now. So a question would be, if somebody out there is praying for something, they are praying for a particular solution, they are meditating day in, day out for a particular solution, what solution do you bring? That's what I first want and desire for you to become aware of. What solution do you bring? The next step, once you understand what that solution is, be able to articulate that solution into a sentence that can be consumed and digested easily. So when I first began, I said, I train and develop aspiring entrepreneurs to create their first $10,000. My company's name is Genius Academy, and we coined that the genius pitch because we really, that is the answer to the elevator pitch. Because you're not going to do an elevator pitch often. Um, not even when you go, if you are an entrepreneur, even when you go to the bank for a loan, you're not going to be spitting that particular phrase at all because they don't care. <laughs> they care when they're going to get their money back and how. A lot of times no one's asking you for your elevator pitch. What they're asking you is, so John, so Tim, for, so say it, Cindy, what do you do? That's what everybody's asking you. What do you do? And what I'm finding 
and have realized in my experience is that people aren't answering the question. I'm giving told titles. So if I say, what do you do? Someone would say, oh, I'm an author. And I'm like, I didn't say that. Or someone might say, oh, I'm a hairstylist. Or I'm a blogger. And in my head, I'm going, I didn't ask you what you are called. I asked you, what do you do? And that is a distinct disconnect that I find. And so being able to articulate what you do in a way that can be digested and a way that the person listening can take action one way or another will help you greatly. It's a very interesting take, Asa, because uh, my question was more towards what they can do in terms of action, but you changed my paradigm saying it's not the action. Takes, I mean, action is important. Take, take a few steps back, do some introspection, do some self-assessment, and based on that, you can take the right action. So that is very deep and thought-provoking, and thanks for sharing that. So once someone has established that, what, would, what do you recommend in terms of tools or platforms they can use to really creating what we call their personal brand? Here's what I want everyone to I want everyone to consider. Your brand is not based on one thing. Your brand has different touch points. So like I said in the, uh, near the beginning of this episode, when I meet you at a networking event, that's one touch point. When I get an email from you, that's another touch point. When I look at your LinkedIn profile, that's a touch point. When I see your business card, that's a touch point. If you are an author, if I, when I get your book, that's a touch point. Everything has to tell me a story about you. So when you are beginning out there in the world and you don't even know what platform to use, you don't, you don't even know what you don't know, I will offer this. Let's change the narrative of the platform you already have. For most of you, that is going to be social media. So what I want you to do is write down just a paragraph or two or three sentences on what you desire someone to leave, like leave after meeting you. So once they come in contact with you on this social media platform, what idea do they have in their head about you? Then I want you to go to your social media and begin changing that. Give this a week. Give this a week. Start posting things, removing things, and then start asking people from other platforms. So ask people on Facebook to go look at your LinkedIn. Ask people on LinkedIn to go look at your Facebook to see what story they get as a result of coming in contact with you on that particular platform. Same thing with the business card. These people that you are asking need to be individuals that have some level of professional success and that aren't just going to stroke your ego. This isn't about your aunt Florence saying, oh my God, you do so good. No, or the person that you're dating making your head bigger than what it is already. That's not what this is. This is a time to actually get assessed where you are so that you can go where you want to go. Same thing with the business card. Just ask people, what do you get from this? You could do a Facebook Live just by doing that. Hold up your business card and say, 
everyone, what do you get from looking at this image? And they'll comment. They will give you the feedback you desire. But you have to be open to that feedback and not place your identity in the feedback. So a honest assessment of your social media account or your business card is not then an honest assessment of who you are or who you be. Uh Those are two totally different things. And the totality of who you are is not wrapped up into those platforms. Thanks for uh, sharing those. Uh, very insightful advice for someone to get started. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is one of the advantages for you and for me as we work on our personal brand is networking with others. I, I mean, that's how we found each other. I found you through a common, a mutual acquaintance because I networked with him. He suggested that you would be a great fit. And that's an advantage for me because through networking, I'm able to find amazing guests like you. Can you shed some light on networking? why that is important and how can someone go along taking advantage of it? Yes. Networking, there is a a term that says um, it's about who you know. I take that a step further. When I see individuals networking, they are networking from a place of hurry up and talk so that I can talk now. I have not seen uh, in traditional networking, there has not been um, a real take on value exchange. I see a lot of handshaking. I see a lot of business cards being passed, but no one's making a, a real lasting impression. Something that I do to combat this, especially in those really traditional networking settings, so in Oklahoma from time to time, Oklahoma City, there is a, you know, chambers of commerce as they sponsor different things and they may be in a very large lobby or even at the state fairgrounds. And what will happen is you have all these people that look nice and smell nice. And if they don't recognize the organization on your particular badge, they almost dismiss you in a subtle way. Well, I wanted to no longer be dismissed, but I wanted to operate within the con or the construct of the event. So something that I've done and continue to do from time to time is I will take a soccer ball with me to the networking event. Why is that? Because my thing is, if you forget my business card, if you forget my name, you won't forget the story of me that you created. And so what I'll do I'll walk in, of course, I'll do the whole name tag thing. And please, if you are very, very new, if you're wearing a name tag, what side do you put it on? You put it on the right side, not the left side. Always the right side. So when you shake hands, you look toward that particular name tag. So that was just a freebie. All right, so I go in with my my soccer ball and a couple of Sharpies. And people, of course, will ask, so... Are you in the sports business? Are you like what? What's with the soccer ball? And I said, Oh, this is a way for me to get your information. So in those little, I want to say, what are those pentagons, hexagons on the soccer ball? Um, I, I'm not really sure at the moment, mm, but those little question. squares, <laughs> yeah. Put those. Uh, I so I have them right there. I mean, sure. Give me your business card. Um, and so let's say John is in front of me. Well, John does engraving. Okay, great. So John, write your name. Just your first name is fine. 
then write engraving, then put your number and I'll call you. It's that simple. Why is that? Well, the main reason is that when I call John the next day or the day after, and yeah, you only get 48 hours. Um, when I call, I'm going to say, hey, John, this is Asa, the guy with the soccer ball. I'm memorable. I've created a brand. In the event that I am looking for a, an actual job, they are able to then say he thinks outside the box. And I tell people oftentimes there's usually not a box to even fit me in. So if you want to fit me in the box, you have to find a box that I fit first. So those types of ideas will help you navigate the networking plane better uh, if you bring your individuality into it rather than being so cookie cutter. That's actually very interesting. It's, it's all about standing out and being memorable. Because uh, the, when you go to an event, it's about yeah, the whole point of networking is or be, making the first contact to see if you can go make a second contact. And if you have some type of uh, situation that you have created, you will stand out compared to everyone else who's just giving them a handshake and a business card. So that's very interesting. One of the final things I wanted to ask you is you have published a few books. You're also about to launch another book. But uh, I'm, I'm really interested to hear a little bit about your new book. Is it titled uh, Fuck Balance? Yes, yes, I said the F word, everyone. Uh, it's the holidays, the spirit of the holidays. And I already mentioned this. That is the title of the book. I'm not lying. So I will add a link to that uh, on the episode. Uh, but can you tell me more? Uh, that's that's actually a great topic, something that I think about myself. But tell me a little bit more about the upcoming book. So, yes. Uh, the title of the a book that's coming out uh, relatively shortly is titled Fuck Balance. Why in the world would I do that to myself? Why would I put a book out there? Number one, it falls in line with my brand. If you know anything about me, um, you would know that that type of language that encompasses what I do um, and how I provide value to people. So Fuck Balance is a paradigm shift for entrepreneurs and those who love them. Why would I do that? Why in the world would I go and do something that quote unquote crazy? Well, you don't do things to color within the lines. I've always been told and told others that life is like a bonfire. And at the end of it, there shouldn't be anything left. And I desire to do that for myself. And the notion of balance keeps coming up in one way or another in the last year. What that looked like a lot was me being on different, whether it was an interview for a publication, an interview for radio or interview for a podcast. And they would say, Asa, you're doing a lot. And you know, you're over here and you're over here and you're over here. How do you balance it all? In one of my last interviews, I literally, <laughs> I guess I got internally fed up and I said, you know what? Fuck balance. And she said, excuse me? I said, yeah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay there. That's yeah, that's my truth. Fuck balance. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, there's this idea that life is this pretty plate that has these individual sections that part of our lives can fit into 
well. And that's just not the case. You don't have these sections of your life. Um, so my meditation does not have the same time or depth as someone that I'm interested in. And that does not have the same time and depth as my ability or my desire to be a good father. And that does not have the same time and depth as my my actions in my business and how to grow it and scale it. And that also does not have the same time and depth as the family and friends who I hold dear, who I call and consider my vault. So why are we pretending that it is so that we can set up this fallacy so that we can then judge ourselves and feel inadequate more? Because when we, when we think that we're out of balance, we judge ourselves. Why? Because we're comparing ourselves against an idea that is not even real, but we constructed it. And what is comparison? Comparison is the thief of all joy. I don't care if you're comparing yourself against an idea, comparing yourself against an ideology, or comparing yourself against another person. It is the thief of all joy, and your joy will become diminished every single time you do it. So I understand that there's a time in my life where, yes, I'm working on a book, and that may take an entire week of nonstop getting up, going to sleep with my laptop in my hand, almost damn near burning my thigh. I, in the hands of I get it. And then I'm going to do a four-day cruise with my little boy and not talk to anybody. And then I'm going to spend three days with the person that I'm interested in so that I can get to know them on a very deep level. And I'm not taking any business calls at that time. I don't want to be all things to all people all the time. I'm going to stay present in the moment and maximize where I am. And that does not look like balance. Yeah, thanks for giving a great contact to that. That is, uh, this book definitely sounds very interesting. So what I will also do, as I mentioned, will add a link on the episode of, on the summary episode, uh, on the summary for this episode. So thanks for sharing a little bit about the book. And I think, uh, I totally agree with you. It's uh, a lot of people do not immerse themselves in what they're doing. We typically get very distracted. We're trying to do many things at the same time. And at the end of the week, you look back and nothing is accomplished. So there's a lot of truth to what you just shared. It resonates with me very well. Absolutely. So we are coming to the end of the interview, Asa. Uh, before we conclude, any last words, anything else that you would like to add to what we've discussed so far? For all of you out there, you are desiring to either get in to a certain position or to another position so you can always grow as you see yourself developing. And something that I desire for you to remember, again, I desire, and please take a moment and breathe as I impart this to you, that you are enough. Take another breath, please, and realize that you are enough. I understand what it means to be in personal development. I understand what it means to, you know, you always want to be progressing. You want to get better. You want your, your resume, your CV, your cover letter to be updated. You want to know the latest trends of what the headhunters are looking for. 
you desire to network and to be a fucking beast. I get it. And I still desire nothing more, nothing more, not a paycheck, not a Huffington Post article, not anything other than you being able to look in the mirror and being in love with the person who's looking back at you. There is nothing like that. There is nothing like being able to look into the mirror, tell yourself that you love what you see and you mean it. There's not a check that's big enough. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you want to think that I'm going to believe. But there's nothing like that. And in the years that I've been doing this thing called professionalism or corporate America or just corporate life in general, since the age of 17, and I'm 33 now, I have met a lot of people on my way. And some people have driven wonderful cars. And there have been people who date beautiful individuals. And there are people who make money that you could swim in, literally swim in. But if you are not able to understand and value who you are, value who you be on a very cellular, molecular level, it'll all be for nothing. So do the work, not just to make sure that your name tag is on the right side, not just do the work to make sure that your business card has the right font, not just do the work to ensure that your Facebook and your LinkedIn are compatible so that those recruiters will have a very specific view of who you are and what you bring to their, to their teams. But do the work of understanding that there is no one like you. There never was. There never will be. And that person, that person is the person that we've all been waiting to meet. And that's the person that has value. Wow, uh, Asa, thanks very much for that wonderful conclusion. I mean, that was very deep, thought-provoking, and I'm sure it's, uh, it will strike a chord in many or most people who are listening to this. Thanks. I think you've been a great guest. Uh, you've shared a lot of deep insights, very thought-provoking ideas. So I appreciate your time today and sharing your experience and ideas with us. Most welcome, and thank you to everyone listening. Dreams and blessings. You're welcome. Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Matters Podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview with link to ASA's websites and also links to some additional resources. It will be uh, submitted as a part of a blog post on careermatters.com. If you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Career Matters Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And for more content, ideas, tips, resources, go to careermatters.com. If you enjoyed this particular episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this among your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medicine Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.